Welcome, everybody, to the Carry On Cast. It's the podcast here at Easter Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Megan Torgerson, and I am so excited about the people sitting with me right now. First, we have... Pastor Steve. And you might be uh, familiar with that guy. You've been hearing him around this summer, but there's one voice that you haven't been <gasps> hearing, and it is... Pastor Brandon. Pastor Brandon, welcome back from your sabbatical. Thank you so much. I know, we're so excited. How are you? I'm good. You know, there it was hard to get into my office, my first day back in the office. Why, would that, sabbat- why would that be, Pastor uh, Brandon? Well, some shenanigans befell me. What? I, it was filled with balloons. Who would do such a thing? I, <laughs> I will track them down. <laughs> uh, faithful listeners, I have no idea uh, who or what might have gone into such an event. Quiet pause while we sip our coffee and try to look plausibly <laughs> mysterious. Oh, well, uh, Brandon, tell us about tell us a little bit about sabbatical. <laughs> you know, a little bit, fit, sure. Fit yeah. three months of, of family time oh, and learning gosh. and rest into, I don't know, 90 seconds. Perfect. Well, it was a sabbatical for rest and renewal, which which is really great because I think that fits really well with our uh, first chapter of Genesis mm. that we're talking about mm. today. Um, but in the, the purposes for rest and renewal, I did reconnect a lot with family. So we had some wonderful trips uh, with my kids, with Christy, that's my wife. Um, and then also, you know, went to Colorado to visit some friends in Glenwood Springs and then a family reunion in Estes Park. Um, and then I would say paddling around the Boundary Waters with my daughter Grace as we reconnected with creation. Uh, a lot of camping trips, a lot of too many state parks. Um, but then also we went to, I think a highlight for me was family camp at Outlaw Ranch uh, near in Custer, South Dakota. Uh, so it's a Lutheran Bible camp where we, we really had uh, pretty powerful Bible studies in the mornings with, um, with the campus pastor at St. Olaf. Uh, came out for the week with his family. So that was just really fun. And um, I think another highlight for me was in the mornings, just sitting outside for some quiet time because it didn't rain at all this summer. So I could always we, sit outside. We, we noticed. And, uh, and have, you know, kind of 15 to 20 minutes of just dwelling in God's presence and God's word and uh, in God's coffee. A, a truly a gift <laughs> from the one who has made us and loved us. Um that's uh, Brandon. That's really great. And um, you know, part of what we do in these podcasts, right, is we talk about the the texts that's that are going to be read in the in the service coming up, and the ways that the sermon might address it. So I got to ask you, what was it like coming back to preaching, uh, especially <laughs> last week when you were preaching on the final Sunday of a summer long sermon series that you did not preach in? How did <laughs> how did that feel? <laughs> well, you know, the 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 fun part is for our renewing worship series is my family and I got to worship elsewhere this summer and kind of experience different ways to worship, which also for me reminds me of why the things that are important to me are important. So we could, on the car ride home, could be like, oh man, I really missed having a confession and forgiveness. Or boy, that sermon sounded like one I could have given because it was pretty lame. Um, (laughs) You know, just being able to process together that worship experience, but also to to some to look back over all the different parts of worship and ask uh, myself which one of these is most important um, or you know I thought that was kind of fun to think about what's the most important thing in worship mm. is that uh, what if the most important thing in worship is us because we want worship to be renewing because we want 
worship to renew us as God's people. So that way we gather and then we're sent into the world as renewed people who forgive and love and bring God's presence around with us. Pastor Brandon, that was a pretty good setup for our next sermon series. To be honest, uh, we are moving into the first Sunday of our new worship series called God Is, We Are, and it centers in stories from the book of Genesis and talks about how we use these stories as a way to understand who God is and what God is about and what God is up to in our lives. And therefore, as you talked about in your sermon this past Sunday, who, who we are as people of God, who we are. Uh, as ones who who claim God as the one who has made us and loved us and, and walks with us still. Um, oh, my goodness. It's almost like you were planning on bridging <gasps> a gap or something. What? Uh, friends, uh, sometimes preachers know what they're doing. Not always. Sometimes, sometimes they get lucky. Sometimes they roll the dice and they land on a really good transition. Um, speaking of transitions, let's transition into talking about the text uh, for this coming Sunday. It's the first Sunday in this new sermon series, like I said. And since it's in the book of Genesis and since it's the first one, well, we got to start with uh, Genesis chapter one, I think. Uh, I think start from the beginning. We, it seems like, uh, as the song goes, a very good place to start. Um <laughs> Sorry, Julie Andrews. Um, So we're looking at Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And then we're going to make a big jump, friends. And it's not because the story is not worth reading. It's just because the story is long. So we'll read verses 1 through 5. And then we'll pick up again on verse 26. And we'll read through the end of this version of the story, reading uh, through chapter 2, verse 3. Have I said enough numbers? Mm -hmm. I'm seeing nods. All right. (laughs) Pastor Brandon, would you uh, read the lesson for us? You got it. From Genesis 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God God called the light day, and the darkness God called night. There was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And we're going to jump to verse 26. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in God's image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the ground, on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. Woo! Nothing like 
covering all of the creation of existence in one quick little reading. That should be a short sermon, right? I, I uh, well, I'll, I, I'll be <laughs> preaching, so let's find out. <laughs> hey! <laughs> now, there's a lot going on in this story. Um, Pastor Steve, you have been sitting with, with eyebrows raised <laughs> and head nodding, just attentive and into things, but we haven't gotten a chance to hear from you yet. When you, when you hear this story, what stands out to you? What's, what's most exciting to you about this story? Mm. Well, there's so much. I mm. wish we had like a three-hour podcast. Oh my gosh, because we, we could do a whole like we could do a whole sermon series just on absolutely. the creation story. Absolutely. So I, there's two things that I want to point out, if if I may. The first one um, is from the first five verses, and I think it's really really interesting to and important to remember the context of when this story was written, mm. and that um, it was is the ancient world, right? And these, the people of Israel, the Hebrew people, they're surrounded by all of these other cultures that have all of their own stories of how creation started. And one of the most common stories was that the God of whichever empire it was, was wrestling with the great serpent of chaos. And there was this big battle and, and the God defeated it. And there, that's where the sky and the earth came from. But in this story, the uh, Elohim doesn't have a battle, but is soft and quiet and, and brings order out of chaos. And so it, when, when you hear it say, the, the, while the wind of God swept over the face of the waters, that could also be translated the spirit of God hovered over the surface of the deep and the word deep there is also to be understood as chaos hmm. and so it's really interesting like there's something there hmm. <laughs> this isn't creation out of nothing they hebrews weren't concerned about all of that scientific kind of stuff they're like okay the earth because the earth was there too, right? But the earth has no meaning. The earth has, was tohu vavohu. Tohu vavohu. It was formless <laughs> and void. Basically, it was just chaotic darkness and waters and desert and no life and nothing had any order. But God breathes over this chaos and from it brings forth order. That's the first thing. Mm. And then the second thing is the part we didn't read. And I really geek out over the structure of this passage because it's so fascinating. It's six days. It's, it's a beautiful poem of symmetry and order, right? Because days one through three are days of separation. Light from dark, waters below, waters above, sea from land. And then day four, five, and six are days of filling. And they correspond. So day four, God fills the night and the day with the, with the celestial bodies of the sun, moon, and stars. Day five, God fills the waters with the things that fly in the waters above and the things that swim in the waters below. And then day six, God fills the land with animals and humans. It's just really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's very all, orderly. Yeah, I was going to say, it's all about order. It's <laughs> yep. all about bringing, bringing structure and form and meaning mm -hmm. and um, a, a way for life to flourish in abundance. Yeah. That key word there is meaning, mm. right? That there, there is a purpose, and a, which is opposite. Like in the, in the Babylonian creation stories, humans 
were the accidental byproduct of the blood battle of the gods. Mm. And the only purpose of humans was to be slaves to gods. And oh, by the way, the human kings thought they were gods, so therefore they justified slavery. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And mom, this is not the story of the Hebrews. My mom is a, or was a, a high school English teacher, retired. And part of her uh, first unit of English teaching was the creation myths of the ancient Near East, right? And so there was that Babylonian creation myth, and she'd always put Genesis 1 and 2 up against it. And a lot of kids would freak out, you know, this isn't a myth, this isn't. She's like, well, no, myth doesn't mean lie. Myth means a a story that helps us make meaning of the world. So the question isn't, is this true or not? The question is, what does this story tell us Mm -hmm. about who we are and who we believe that God is and how we understand God's work in the world and our place in creation, right? And so to hear, for instance, that comparison between you know, the Babylonian creation myth and this, this Hebrew creation myth gives you a, a lot to work with. What, what point do humans have in creation? Based in this story, just in what we've got here, what is our place in creation? And it's, and it's really clear when it talks about, you know, us being made in God's image. I think it's careful to say we are not made to be gods on our own, small g gods, mm. but we are made in our own way like God with with this ability to to nurture and to bring order and to be part of this creation and its and all its beauty. I think that's really meaningful. I think that's really powerful. Mm. Pastor Brandon, how about you? What do you hear? What is this <clears throat> what story does this tell you? Yeah, well and I, I think you're absolutely right that the, the I think for us today, we get lost in the minutia and trying mm. to figure out what, well, how many hours was a day, right? And kind of what's the science behind it, and how how do we connect everything to this being literally true of how everything was created? That we miss the bigger picture, and uh, like Pastor Steve was saying about how the Hebrews would have understood this story, perhaps. Um, so the two words that Pastor Steve said that I really like are chaos and spirit, because. Um, what's speaking to me this morning is, you know, with three kids and lots of lunches to get packed. Um, and, um, I learned this morning that today's not the first day of school. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it starts tomorrow and then also Thursday, but it was also last uh, week on Monday and Tuesday for kindergartners. So it's like, oh God, I hope they never do this to us again with school starts. Um, they will, but I'm just thinking like, boy, there's chaos. Uh, and yet. I'm reminded by this story. Well, we worship and we belong to a God who brings order out of chaos. So this morning, my prayer was, God, turn this mess into something beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) As I'm waiting out at the bus stop, apparently for a bus that isn't isn't coming today. When there's not school. Oh, you were bus drivers. Yeah, we were ready. And then Grace was like, Dad, we don't have school today. I was like, you didn't think of telling me that two hours ago? Um, so anyways, I think there, I think there's beauty in that, that uh, a reminder, but also this story, um, is, is who, who has the power. And I think for, Mm -hmm. for perhaps the, the Hebrews is a reminder that it's God who has the power. And for me each day, it's God. It's not me. Um, like you were saying, Pastor Megan, about we are made in the image of the creator. We ourselves aren't the creator. Um, but then also kind of trying to figure out our place in the order of things because I'm always struck always meaning just this morning um always for the past 20 minutes yeah I'm looking back at (laughs) verse 112 which we you know kind of we skipped over but the earth brought forth vegetation and when you know from a farm family 
to remember that the earth itself um, has power as well. That um, sometimes it doesn't need as many inputs as mm. we put into the ground <laughs> that actually tend to do more harm than good. So sometimes letting things be and do what they were created to do is a beautiful thing. Sometimes. I would say always. <laughs> yeah. Very meaningful. It's, I had a, a seminary professor who liked to talk about, you know, God is our large C creator, right? This is, this is mm. God's identity. This is who God is as the formal creator or, of things. But we can also understand ourselves to be small C creators. That is to say, we are not God mm. and we, we have a role to play in creation. In fact, one in this story given to us by God, I mean, I think people sometimes take that line of, of subduing the earth a, a bit too far, mm-hmm. right? Like we've probably taken a few too many liberties with that. But that that idea that we do have a part to play when it comes to caring for all these things, participating in the in the growth and and the and the welfare and the beauty of this creation that our large sea creator has given to us. Um, I, I think that is a, a powerful source of meaning for us as people. It's not like, you know, God set things spinning and, and we just either consume or just kind of let things happen, but we're actually active participants mm. in this ongoing creative work um helps me feel like i have something to do especially on those days when when chaos is the word that starts with c that seems to have a little more dominance in my life if we weren't co-creators we wouldn't be sitting here speaking into uh, microphones to make a podcast that is sent out through an internet into people all literally possibly around the planet right that's a co-creative god didn't create that in genesis one right right and on the 17th day god made podcast mics yeah. <laughs> now we've, been, we've created a lot of things that we shouldn't have created yes but um the creative power creative ingenuity is part of the image of god Right. What you're saying. Which is what we bear, right? Like that that mm-hmm. that um, burden, but also responsibility, but also opportunity mm-hmm. when it comes to making and participating and creating and, and caring for creation. And if you want to really, you know, get real nerdy on that whole God giving us dominion over creation, please keep in mind that we were only supposed to have the plants to eat. Mm. Um, so <laughs> if you really want to go full bore on that, you are also supposed to be vegan friends so mm. just be careful about your very literal interpretations yeah. of the, of the creation the story the next creation story says about does that, that give me some find, opportunity find to a have sec- a cheeseburger well, I'm gonna get a second opinion <laughs> well that's the good news about <laughs> scripture is that uh sometimes if you don't like what you find in one story you can find something a little different in another so uh you know nothing but options um so in the in the one or two minutes we have left here um how do you see this as something that sets up our understanding as of this sermon series and who do we understand god to be and therefore who do we understand ourselves to be in that light i mean i'm i'm really pulling out these strong themes of god as our creator and we as ones who are created, hmm. but who are also in our own way creators, participants in this act of creation in an on- ongoing way. That's kind of a God is we are for me today. There, you just answered it. Well, give me a different <laughs> answer. Don't make me the only answer. Pastor Steve, Where do you, where, what do you hear going on here? No, same thing. God is, period. <laughs> sure. Right? God is, which is an ongoing, continuous mm. being, action of creating, sustaining Mm. all things, and we are participating in it. And so the the question of 
of the disciple is, what is God doing and how can I join in it? That should be a daily question. Sometimes an hourly question. Yeah. 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 That's great. Pastor Brandon. Yeah, I think that's a, maybe a more helpful place to start. What is God up to and, and how can I be part of it versus God, I did this and I think I really messed up. Can you help me fix it? <laughs> <laughs> being being uh, proactive in our discernment as opposed to reactive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's, and I think that being willing to participate with God in that creative action mm. as opposed to us saying, well, God once upon a time set the plate spinning mm-hmm. and then walked away. Mm. You right. said the key word, which is discernment. Yes. Right. Is, yes. And that's that's what we're after here is discerning. What is the action of God mm. in the midst of all of the chaos? Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in, in a way it's almost helpful to hear this story as God ordering chaos because in a way that's the, as we discern what God is up to, I think that's almost a question we can keep asking ourselves. How is God bringing order in this chaos that today. we create continually that we continually create. create we are often the source of the chaos yeah. creation <laughs> uncreation recreation rinse and repeat yep yeah every day may god's grace be sufficient for me this day i'm not going to be able to worry about tomorrow because i will create chaos all its own <laughs> <Yeah>. tomorrow <laughs> we'll talk about the uncreation next week Ooh, a little preview to the weeks to come <laughs> friends uh and uh, hey that's a pretty much the the best possible note to end on so thanks everybody a threat of of chaos and destruction for next week yeah that'll work um folks thanks for joining us today thanks for being a part of the carry on cast uh here at easter lutheran church where our mission is to grow in faith and carry carry on the work of jesus christ thanks everybody may the road rise on